Live from the Caltech Studios, it's Arms Room Radio with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. And you can connect with these guys right now. Call the Arms Room Radio hotline 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Arms Room Radio is on the air live coast to coast from the Caltech Studios. Now, here's Mike. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. How's everybody doing today? Doing good. Here at Arms Room Radio, we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. On my right, joining me today, as usual, my right-hand man, the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Ladies and gentlemen, his name is Earl. We had, we had some requests on that song, Earl. Yes, we had some uh, people wanting to know what that song was. The Earl song? Yeah, Earl, what's that, the, that's what, all you need to know. What's, <laughs> it's Earl's intro. What's Earl's intro song? Earl's intro song is, I think we covered it last week, but just in case, mm-hmm. others want to know, it's by Lonely Island. Mm-hmm. It's called Like a Boss, and Lonely Island's the group of buddies that uh, are with Adam Sandberg, the guy from uh, Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Adam Sandberg, Justin Timberlake. Yep, yep. A- Andy um, Sandberg. I'm sorry, yeah. Andy Sandberg. Um, and uh, it's called Like a Boss, and the... 11, 12 seconds that we play here are the that's only about 11. it that's safe for yeah. little ears. Safe for radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, also joining us today, sitting across from me in the 11 o'clock position, if you're graphing the table, it's the legal ninja himself. Please welcome back, Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Michael. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well, thank you. And at your side, your sidekick. On your left-hand side. My left-hand man. Your, le- your left-hand <laughs> man. The samurai sidekick. Please welcome back, Mr. Alec Weber. It's good to be here. So, uh, gentlemen, any any good uh, any good things in the world of law this week? Any Anything that you can change the name to protect the innocent and tell us about? Or I, I had any some, good stories? I had some fun yesterday. <laughs> I, I had a domestic violence injunction, uh, prepped for it, uh, went to a hearing between the two parties with the attorney that's representing my client and the attorney that's representing the other parent of this child in a paternity action and had the opportunity to watch the two of them's demeanor and that would that kind of advised me as to how we were going to act at the domestic violence injunction hearing yesterday. Um, it apparently also alerted counsel for the petitioner how we were going to behave because at 8.30, they filed a notice of voluntary dismissal of the petitioner's domestic violence injunction. <laughs> and uh, I get the impression from the court staff that that was the only thing on the judge's calendar Friday. Okay. Because <laughs> the judge brought me down the notice of voluntary dismissal and handed it to me uh, and apologized for my time being having been wasted and left. Uh, which is kind of an unusual thing for a judge to do, is to come from their chambers to the courtroom and go, by the way, we're not having court today. Um, usually they just send you word. And the the court staff went, was was uh, I was left with the impression from them that the judge was none too happy about the fact that the judge came in and everybody else would have had the day off too if it hadn't been for the fact that this hearing had been scheduled as a strategy to get some leverage in the Paternity action and didn't work out. So, but I so I it a victory is a victory. Right. I, I would have rather thumped 
this person's counsel and this person. <laughs> and you notice how I'm very carefully not rendering genders. Yes, yes. Um, but um, <clears throat> that would have been fun. Um, but the client was happy with the result of it being dismissed. Do you, do you see it a lot where, and, I, and I'll, I want to hear your side of it, and then I'll give you what my experience has been. Do you see it a lot where the domestic violence injunction is used as part of the paternity process? Oh, you see it all the time. Okay. It's, got, it's a it's a poor man's it, paternity it, action. I won't, I won't say poor man. I'll say poor person. Okay. It's a poor person's strategy to get a to get sole custody of a child and child support without actually filing anything that costs you any money because you can file a domestic violence injunction for free. Right. It doesn't cost you anything. If you want to file a paternity action or a divorce, you're going to pay a $400 filing fee. Mm-hmm. Um, but the court may come, and especially if you can outmaneuver the other side, if you're the petitioner, uh, to where you've claimed something, you've gotten them arrested. Now they're not going to speak during the domestic violence injunction hearing because they're going to invoke their Fifth Amendment rights to not incriminate themselves. And their lawyer's probably going to tell them, if they hire a lawyer, don't talk at the domestic violence injunction hearing, or at least let's limit it to what you do say. Um, and... When you don't say anything, the judge has no choice but to go with the uncontroverted testimony, which the petitioner is going to give, uh, that they've been attacked or threatened or shot at or, you know, threatened with a weapon or you tried to run them over with a car or, you know, slam their head in a car door or whatever it is. And you're going to lose and they're going to award child support and child custody and probably sole control over the marital home. So I see that abuse very often in the world of law enforcement and give me give you this the it's seen frequently and it's not a um it's not a racial thing the the only and i've said this many times before and i've said it here the only divide the only line that in that that exists in 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 a criminal element is the economic line uh it is it it, crime exists at the lower tier of, of of income it does not follow a gender it does not follow a race it does not follow a religion it has to do with the amount of money you have uh, so it's this is not aimed at any one uh, race religion creed or sexual orientation whatever however you want to interpret it but they'll go get them just like you say it's this is the poor man's or the poor person's uh, paternity suit the the fun thing on the law enforcement side is is that they believe they've won when they've gotten this injunction, the permanent injunction, mm-hmm. uh, the permanent injunction has been awarded. And yet I, I know the attorneys, I mean, they've obviously gone through, you know, seven years of, of advanced education uh, and, and they, and they're intelligent people, but these people are not paying attention when their attorney tells them that what he, what the, what the recipient of this, uh, with the respondent, I'm sorry, with the respondent of this injunction, what applies to him also applies to you as the petitioner. Because they get in their mind that, well, he can't do this or she can't do that. And then they will start to antagonize. And we'll get the call back from the other half, from the respondent, the person that's received. The, the, this. They won't stop calling me. They won't yeah. stop texting me. Yeah. They won't stop emailing me. They come. They keep coming to where I'm staying. Yes. Yeah. Because they're. Tr- I'm, I'm going to make him violate it so he goes to jail. Well, you know, every time you do that, you're violating it. No, no. No, I'm the petitioner. I'm, I'm the one that asked for it. So it doesn't, doesn't apply to me. Yeah, I've, I've, I've taken your honor, please. 
this this person has contacted my client on 84 different yeah. occasions. Yeah. Here's the text messages. Here are the emails. Right. Here are the photographs on their phone where they've pulled up in the driveway and are standing there screaming at the respondent. Oh, sure, I've done it. You know, and, we, we arrive and they're standing in the driveway of the respondent's house with the injunction saying, he called me, and but they're there at his house. Right. And and we take them to jail. They're like, well, what are you doing? I'm I'm the petitioner. I called first. You can't take me to jail. Well, yeah. Well, tell, <laughs> tell the judge. Tell the judge. And, and where judge. is your well-founded fear yeah, yeah, of bodily yeah. harm if you're contacting them? Exactly. What, what made you decide to drive over there? Yeah. <laughs> All right. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from Caltech Studios. When we get back, we've got some uh, some facts about D-Day invasion to go over with you. You're listening to Arms Speaking Room Radio. Of domestic violence injunctions. <laughs> Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Hey, how was your weekend? Great. I went to the range and I went shooting. Oh, man. I wish I could shoot as much as you. But, you know, I can't find a reliable ammo source that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. You should try. SendMeAmmo.com Um, what was that? You mean SendMeAmmo.com Yeah, yeah, I mean that. What was that? Those are my friends from SendMeAmmo.com Just go to their website, www.SendMeAmmo.com And sign up to get your ammo. You can make a one-time purchase, or you could sign up for monthly ammo deliveries like I get. What calibers do they have at SendMeAmmo.com? You can get 223, 380, 9mm, 40 cal, and 45 at SendMeAmmo.com. It's guaranteed ammo monthly. So I can get range and defense ammo? Yes, you can. So sign up now at SendMeAmmo.com. It's guaranteed ammo monthly. Uh, do these guys follow you around all day? Yeah, it's great in the carpool lane, but it's no fun in the bathroom. Sign up now at SendMeAmmo.com and use code ARMSROOM for 10% off your first monthly order. That's SendMeAmmo.com. This is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See the KSG in action at YouTube slash Keltec Weapons. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. 
You're listening to Armstrong Radio, live from the Keltec Studios. Call the Armstrong Hotline right now, 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now, more Armstrong Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Keltec Studios. Welcome back to Armstrong Radio. Hey Earl, how can everybody get a hold of us here at the old uh, the old radio station on the old interwebs? Uh, this is a new coming, studio. Don't say come, old. Coming on. Well, no, it's the the airwaves it, are old. There, there's old, O L. Oh, oh, like there's like no Billy D. Joel. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like E-O. No, E-O. Oh, E-O. Okay. We have several different ways. First, they can give us a call directly here into the Keltec Studios, 407-774-8255. That's 407-774-8255. They can send us a message on Facebook, facebook.com slash armsroomradio. They can send us an email, radio at armsroom.com. And I save your last, your favorite for last. They can send us a tweet on Twitter, at armsroomradio. Hold on, I'm getting a message. (laughs) It's very cryptic. Kevin is telling me his contents are extremely cold. I'm not sure why he's telling me that. He has a cold heart. Kevin has a cold heart. <laughs> Two words. Cold heart. Okay. All right. I didn't realize we were playing the uh, the charades, but it went well. I, I answered quickly. You, you did very well. I got very a good, well. I get. Do I get a prize? No. No, no, no prize. No. no prize. That's probably also part of the 2005 uh, T-shirt Act amendment under the uh, Patriot Act. Yeah, you're not allowed to get a prize. Yeah, I, I can't because I work here. That was an FCC amendment, not the Patriot Act. Well, it's, it's an FCC 2000. It, the Patriot Act pa- regulates the FCC. Yes, okay. yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you might have heard uh, uh, what did Senator Rand Paul arguing it on the floor this weekend on the House, the, the FCC 2005 T-shirt Act. Uh, it's it's. I think that part was upheld. <laughs> that still continues. That well, he would argue. I, read. I, I think that the... The T-shirt manufacturers get to hold the T-shirts, and then they can call for the government to launch the T-shirts when the government wants to launch okay. the T-shirts. Okay, is that that's how we're, that's all right? I knew there was there was some sort we're of talking like T-shirt cannon launch or yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, some yeah, sort exactly. of well, it's exactly. a it's, T-shirt it's, loophole. It's, yeah. it's actually more of a predator drone T-shirt drop <laughs> or Amazon, whichever. Amazon well, drone. Yeah. Amazon drone. Ten fascinating facts of the 71st anniversary of D-Day. Today is, in fact, the 71st anniversary of D-Day. Right about now, I mean, as as time has it, they would they would they would have been on, on on the beach, still crawling forward, making their ways to the cliffs. Uh, 71 years ago. That means there's uh there's still there's still uh, heroes with us in their 80s that were on that beach 71 years ago. Yes, so they were 10. They might have been 18 at the time. They wouldn't be in their 80s anymore, I don't think. Well, if they were 18 at the time, and now it's 71 years later, that would make them 89. I'm, this whole math thing, I know they don't go over that in law school. <laughs> that's in, it's the law part, you know, but that's the math doctor, would, I guess, would, would, would go over that. I went to law school to get out of Calc 3. <laughs> that's it. I was told there would be no math. You know? <laughs> I was in yeah, you, you think he can't do math? <laughs> Ask him to calculate your next fee. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kevin's mic is off. How about that? <laughs> uh, Wait, there was supposed to be a decimal there? I don't think so. <laughs> U.S. troops storm Omaha Beach on June 6, 1944. About 150,000 troops stormed the beaches of France in the epic D-Day invasion that proved pivotal in the Allied war effort. 
But how did the idea originate, and how did the Allies pull off such a huge task? We've got we've got a list. We've got a list. Just to give you some idea, 150,000. 150,000. That's the size of Huntsville, Alabama. That's the size of Chattanooga, Tennessee, of Tallahassee, Florida, and even Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Probably Fort Lauderdale proper. Uh, 150,000. So imagine that's a lot of people. Those entire towns coming ashore at the beach, and you thought, you know. Memorial Day weekend at the beach was crowded. <laughs> yeah. And they all have firearms. Yeah, yeah, and they're and they're not leaving. They're Ooh. coming. They're coming aboard. They're coming ashore. Numbers involved in Normandy landings are still staggering today and unlikely to be seen again in a modern age of combat. Here are a few of the numbers and some fascinating facts about the historic event. Uh, do, do you know what D-Day means? D. What the D means? What the D means? Uh, that remains a topic of debate today. So, <laughs> since so, the you don't, so we don't even know. Operation That's a was, horrible question. Yeah, yeah I, ask the uh, question and don't have the uh, answer. No, I have the answer. Oh. I have the answer. Uh, in oh, fact, everything that I you, you have one of the debated answers. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Everything that I've ever okay. heard in the military was that it was the uh, it was the departure date. It was it was the D day, the the date okay. of departure. Okay. Uh, one and I'm going to go on here. One prominent theory is that the word D-Day originated in World War One tradition of assigning genetic words like D-Day or H-Hour to events with unassigned dates. Another is that the D stand for departed or as in departed date. Yeah, we heard departure date. Okay. Uh, invading force by sea and air was staggering. D-Day attack consisted of more than 150,000 personnel coming across the English Channel by air and sea, and about 100,000 troops were involved in the invasion on June 6th. So 150,000 total with all the support troops. That's people that 150,000 came ashore. So that doesn't even count all the... The, the naval personnel, the pilots. The pilots. Yeah, this is the people. And I guess of the 150,000 that came in during the invasion, mm-hmm. you know, they only got that first 100,000 in during that first 18 hours of the invasion. Is this no counting? parking? Is that what it is? There was yeah, just no parking. Was, there was just no parking. Your Listen, up. the valet, you know, you're trying to talk to a French valet. It's just, he's, he's <laughs> got his nose up. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Does this count the uh, paratroopers that were dropped behind the lines? Uh, paratroopers were dropped behind the line uh, within that, uh, you know, that, that nighttime frame after midnight. Okay. But th- that's included in the 150,000? Yes, 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 okay. yes. And it would have been after midnight, our time, their time, their time. Because they didn't go in like it's 7 p.m. at dinner time. They went in after bedtime mm-hmm. uh, during the killing hour. Kevin, when's the killing hour? 3 a.m. 3 a.m. That's the ambush hour. The D-Day attack consisted of more than 150,000 people that we just discussed. The cost of the invasion was high. Of the 100,000 or so fighters in the invading force, about 9,000 were killed or wounded on June 6th. So, you know, that's 9%. That's a... 9,000 people never really left the beach. Never left the beach. Those are staggering Some of those odds. people never left the boat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The, the, today, it would, it would never happen. Modern military would never allow... If you said, we're, you know, General, we got, we've got this invasion plan, then it's 9% Lots you know, of odds. They would... Yeah, no, no. No. Let's push some buttons and let's get it done with. That's But the, they would have pushed some buttons and that, yeah. that would have had a rather more significant effect. Well, on the enemy... Yeah. 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 Absolutely. That, that's the benefits of yeah. technology. The problem with this was Which now again, destruction? we needed the cooperation of the French military and of the French people. And if you start bombing the French military, or if you start bombing the French citizens and the French infrastructure, you've you've lost the support of the French of the French people. And they're uh, underground. You, you need their subterfuge. You, you 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 need. We needed the French to be with us. So it was it was a a heavy price to be paid. 
and we did it for our allies. Uh, how well, ri- better to fight them over there than fight them in Newark. Well, the Germans, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, how rare is a major amphibious attack? Throughout history, attacks over water were a feature of many wars and campaigns, but not on the scale of the D-Day invasion. The Spanish Armada in 1588 that failed to invade England had about 130 ships and a potential 55,000 fighters. The D-Day force had about, guess how many vessels? About 5,000 vessels in various roles. Wow. We, we used that technique to convince Saddam Hussein during Desert Storm that we were going to come in on the beach. Yep. And, and he, well, that's what they always do. I yep. always do it that way. Yep. Yeah. Psych. Was D-Day the biggest Marine invasion ever? Again, this is another debate topic. Many people believe the Normandy invasion was the largest sub-operation during World War II, but others can make an argument for April uh, 1945 invasion of Okinawa in the Pacific. And the 1943 Allied in landing in Sicily was also very large and very complicated. Now, again, in- interpretation. Um, it was uh, across the channel to Normandy Beach was uh, 35, 40 miles. Probably. I think Cal- Calais, uh, Calais was where they thought they were coming ashore, was, was 12, 13, or 23, 24 miles away. Uh, so you're talking about if you're in Sicily, you know, going 1,000 miles around Europe. And if you're talking about doing it in the Pacific, you know, you're talking about four or five thousand miles away from from the from the American bases, so or major bases on the, on the in the mainland. Yeah, you could take a landing craft from Great Britain to France. Yes, you wouldn't have to change boats. Correct. Yeah. You really can't do that from the California to no. Okinawa. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> not even Hawaii to Okinawa. The, this one I didn't know. There were live broadcasts of the invasion on radio. After a German news agency scooped the Western press by confirming the invasion in a wire report, press coverage began in the Allied nations. One CBS reporter broadcasted live from a ship within the invading force. In all, more than 700,000 words recounting the events of June 6, 1944 were relayed back to the public. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Very interesting. Uh, How did the Allies fool the Germans? Well, we just talked about this. Grand plan included the construction of a dummy invasion force across the Pas de Calais near Dover. Rubber ships and plywood tanks were part of the fake invasion force. And who was the rumored commander of the fake invasion force? Anyone? I know I've heard it, but I don't remember it. George Patton. George Patton. The Germans respected George Patton like you wouldn't believe. Mm -hmm. And they said, clearly, that's where the invasion is coming from because he's their most capable leader. Yep, if they're going to put anyone in charge, yep. they're going to put him. Yep. Uh, how did the D-Day? How did D-Day happen on June 6? Everyone knows of the invasion of some type was imminent. Weather and timing played the prominent role. General Eisenhower actually picked June 5th as a date for the invasion, but bad weather forced a postponement. After meteorologists told Eisenhower that the weather would clear the next day, the invasion was really on. In reality, the weather was nearly as bad on June 6th. <laughs> But let me tell you something. Meteorologists, they're always right. Well, yeah, always right. But let me tell you something else. You don't want to leave soldiers sitting around for two, three days in the same spot. That's true. Because you're going to get nothing but but headaches. Yeah. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break with a couple more D-Day facts. Hey, how was your weekend? Great. I went to the range and I went shooting. Oh, man. I wish I could shoot as much as you. But, you know, I can't find a reliable ammo source that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. You should try. SendMeAmmo.com. What was that? You mean? 
mean? SendMeAmmo.com Yeah, yeah, I mean that. What was that? Those are my friends from SendMeAmmo.com Just go to their website, www.SendMeAmmo.com And sign up to get your ammo. You can make a one-time purchase, or you could sign up for monthly ammo deliveries like I get. What calibers do they have at SendMeAmmo.com You can get 223, 380, 9mm, 40 cal, and 45 at SendMeAmmo.com It's guaranteed ammo monthly. So I can get range and defense ammo? Yes, you can. So sign up now at SendMeAmmo.com It's guaranteed ammo monthly. Uh, Do these guys follow you around all day? Yeah, it's great in the carpool lane, but it's no fun in the bathroom. Sign up now at SendMeAmmo.com and use code ARMSROOM for 10% off your first monthly order. That's SendMeAmmo.com This is the original. The Keltec P3AT. With six game-changing innovations, it's the lightest 380 auto pistol ever made. Others may look like it, but in the one millionth of a second it takes for innovation to ignite performance, it turned competitors into copycats. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See the P3AT in action at YouTube slash Keltec Weapons. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off you're listening to arms room radio live from the keltech studios call the keltech studios online right now 407-774-8255 407-774-8255 now more arms room radio live coast to coast with mike and the guys in the keltech studios this segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by GunTech USA. For tactical excellence, check them out online at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. He says I can't spell. There you go. Thank you to our friends at GunTech <laughs> sponsoring the segment. Yeah, great, great guys out there. Uh, Kevin, I, I think we're going back out in September, aren't we? 
Nice. Po- po- policy policy rights uh, conference we've been invited to. <laughs> thanks thanks for dropping that on the radio air before I get it cleared with supervision. Policy. Nice going. I, th- I said we've been invited. I didn't say we've accepted. No, you said I think we're going back. Oh, did I say that? Yeah. All right. Nick, can we roll that back and then we race it? Now it's time for 60 Seconds in the Arms Room, brought to you by Gun Tech USA. I guess we're doing 60 seconds in the arms room. Yes, sir. Uh, let's see if we can find ourselves a question. <laughs> let's, see, let's see if we can uh, bring a question up here. Hold on. We're looking for a question. Anybody? Oh, wait. Here's some questions. All right. We've got, uh, why do foreign countries smell so bad? <laughs> um, that's from Jeffrey. Jeffrey, my experience with that has to do with the uh, the, the EPA uh and uh and, and and you know they they don't have a lot of where do we put our disposed products and where do we put uh our our things that come out of our body it doesn't go into a a nice organized porcelain bowl like we have here in this country and many other countries it just ends up on the side of the road so i okay that's enough of the fun one let's get to one that really pertains all right what's it like to follow earl when using the bathroom no 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 i'm looking at the board here yeah yeah you're, you're, you're looking at a different on board. the board no it's not a, a, i'm looking at the same board you, you ask one okay what do you need oh this is a good one okay yeah. what do you need what to you, transport to follow earl yeah. when using no i'm no <laughs> go ahead what do you need to tra- what do you need to do to transport class three items across state lines the fifty-three twenty point two zero. Okay, what is that? <laughs> Smart okay. Alec. You, you thought I, you yes. thought you thought I wasn't going to be ready for that. That is a form that's an. It's called an application for interstate transport, and what you do is it right now. It is a notice document, not a permission document, but like anything else. And I, and I actually put this as a caveat in the trust that that I give you that piece of information mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. says you're going to do that when we do your trust. It's a it's an information only document, but like many things with the ATF, they tend to change the way they apply their rules on occasion. No. So, <clears throat> well, you know, it's it's they wrote it so they can change it if they want to. Apparently, <laughs> um, if you uh, you send it to them, and, and I'll give you an example. You're going to take your machine gun to Knob Creek for the for the machine gun shoot. Mm-hmm. You'd file a fifty three twenty, notifying them when you're going and when you're coming back. If you're going to take your suppressor on a hog hunt mm-hmm. in Georgia, the day you're going, the day you're coming back, um, it, it right now is not a it's not a permission document. It's just um, letting them know you're tra- letting, letting them traveling know with it. when you're going to be there and when you're not because they want to know if they decide suddenly they need to audit you, mm-hmm. why aren't you at home and why are mm-hmm. your class three things not there? Well, the fifty three twenty point two zero would have told them that. Now, I won't say that getting the 5320.20 is the reason why they'd want to have the audit, because they know you're not there, and then they could go, ah, you're not here. But I would always file one. Uh, and I would get in the habit of filing them fairly regularly so that they become numb to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, travel often. This, this is something that you get in the habit of filing them. Yeah, get keeping, in the habit, keeping get, records get of when you filed now, it and when you mailed that's it. That's and... not the same if you decide you're moving. Okay. You don't file a fifty three twenty point two zero if you're moving. There, there's another process. You know, you'll probably file a fifty three twenty point two zero, but if you're moving to another jurisdiction, you're going to move outside the state another of Florida. State. Yeah, another state. Okay, you, you need to go talk to a lawyer in that state about what is and isn't permissible under that state law, and perhaps the county and city where you're moving, because they may have 
a law that says you can't have your Class 3 items. Uh, in spite of the fact that state law may say you can, or federal law says you can, there may be a local ordinance that bans it. So you want to you wanna check with a lawyer where you're going to make sure you can take it with you. So, I mean, that's the, the, and all of that is in part of our, you know, memorandum of understanding when we do a trust for somebody is to warn them about those particular attributes. And if you can't find a lawyer in your jurisdiction that you're moving to that can answer those questions, then get back with us and we'll help you find somebody who can answer those questions. Very good. Thank you. Is is that, is that a t-shirt question? I think so. That's, I mean, hold on. We, that person identified themselves ahead, ahead of time. So there's no FCC 2005 <laughs> T-Shirt Act violations. Was it a week ahead of time? No, it wasn't a week ahead of time, but it was ahead of time. Oh. So we, we, do, we, do, we do have, we, you know, hey, listen, we're in the gun business. We'll just fake the numbers. <laughs> oh, that's a joke. That's yeah, a joke. That's humor. That's, a that's humor. humor. Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Auditor. <laughs> that's humor. Actually, Jokes. right now, we are in the radio business. That's right. right? Yeah, that's true. We're in the radio business. We're in the business. gun radio Jocularity, business. jocularity. <laughs> um, yes, let's get him a T-shirt. Let's get that man a T-shirt. We shall. We t-shirt, shall. T-shirt for that man. Bravissimo. Did he put his size in there? No, I didn't. Oh, then. Sorry. Yeah, he's out. <laughs> <laughs> that quickly. Yeah. Dang it. Um, where did the name Operation Overlord come from? Oh, man, I was hoping you were going to ask what was it before it was known as D-Day, because I knew that. Did, what was it before it was known as D-Day? Operation Overlord. Operation Overlord. Hey! There you go. <laughs> Look at the big brain on her. Winston Churchill is believed to be the person who was assigned the code name of D-Day Invasion, since he had a very high interest in selecting code names. It's, I guess everybody's got a, everybody's got a <laughs> hobby, right? Everybody wants to have a code name. Uh, Germans actually pioneered the use of code names in World War One. Do you know what the Allied code name was for it? No. Operation Mickey Mouse. <laughs> it's Operation Mickey Mouse. I'm serious. It was. It was Operation Mickey Mouse. What are you working on? I'm working on this Mickey Mouse operations. <laughs> what was Eisenhower's message to the troops? Well, you know what? We're actually going to close with Eisenhower's message to the troops. We'll give that on the uh, the last uh, last couple uh, seconds of the segment here. The uh, Operation Mickey Mouse. Yeah, it was just it was it was easy. Um, uh, if you remember, in they were uh, being facetious, right? No, no, they wanted they wanted it to be simple. Listen, I, I I'm going to give you a little bit of difference about today's army and the army 71 years ago. Um, when from experience yes from experience the operations order the total operations order for uh operation market garden if you remember market garden was when the 82nd airborne part with the british paratroopers polish paratroopers all jumped into uh into uh mind blank into holland they jumped into holland to uh, try and find a northern route into germany and that operation well, went very badly. <laughs> it, it was listen. It, maybe, it went badly, but not because it wasn't planned properly. No, I didn't say yeah, it was yeah. planned properly. I said it went badly. That entire operation order was six pages long. It was six pages in its entirety. The last not, time, not like, not like outline, but like six no, pages, six a pages. Full, full type is, page. Six pages. Is, is and, that a lot, or is that not that's a lot? Well, <laughs> in, in comparison, the last time I went to my two weeks of annual training, uh-huh. uh, it was like eleven hundred pages long. Yeah. Uh, because wow. everybody okay. wanted to put something into it, okay. <laughs> okay. and there was an annex to an annex to the sub D yeah. to the to the to the extract to the <laughs> to the appendix already. to the J- <laughs> let alone reading it. Yeah. Get in the I don't pl- even hear about it. Get so, in the so plane. Basically, it was yeah. easy to miss the memo. Yes. Yeah. Wait till the plane's in the air. <laughs> there we Jump go. out of the plane yeah. while it's over Holland. Feel it. stuff. Open your parachute before you hit the ground. 
shoot everything in a German uniform, call back and tell us how it's going. That's a, that's <laughs> there we go. We used to kid us being in, in, in the Army, and this is with all respect to my, my brothers in the Marine Corps, that the armies we overcomplicated things. Mm-hmm. But the Marine Corps had very simple operations orders, and they were all three words. Kill that direction. <laughs> Guess what they still do. Yeah, they still kill, kill that, direction. that direction. They don't build churches. They don't build schools. They don't <laughs> dig wells. Yep. If you want the other side eliminated, don't give it to an Army guy. Yep. Give it to a Marine, and then tell the Marine to go back and get back in his cage when you're ready to build the school. Eisenhower's message to the troops, the order of the day. You're about to embark upon the great crusade toward which we have striven these many months. The eyes of the world are upon us. The hopes and prayers of liberty-loving people everywhere march with you. In company with our brave allies and brothers-in-arms on other fronts, you will bring about the destruction of the German war machine, the elimination of Nazi tyranny over the oppressed peoples of Europe, and security for ourselves in a free world. Your task will not be an easy one. Your enemy is well-trained well-equipped and battle-hardened. He will fight savagely. But this is the year 1944. Much has happened since the Nazi triumphs of 1940 and 41. The United Nations have inflicted upon the Germans great defeats in open battle, man-to-man. Our air offensive has seriously reduced their strength in the air and their capacity to wage war on the ground. Our home fronts have given us an overwhelming superiority in weapons and munitions of war and placed at our disposal great reserves of trained fighting men. The tide has turned. The free men of the world are marching together to victory. I have full confidence in your courage and devotion to duty and skill. In battle, we will accept nothing less than full victory. Good luck, and let us beseech the blessing of Almighty God upon this great and noble undertaking, cite Dwight David Eisenhower. You're listening to Arms Room Radio. We'll see you on the other side of the break. This is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See the KSG in action at YouTube slash Keltech Weapons. Hey, how was your weekend? Great. I went to the range and I went shooting. Oh, man. I wish I could shoot as much as you. But, you know, I can't find a reliable ammo source that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. You should try. SendMeAmmo.com Um, what was that? You mean... SendMeAmmo.com Yeah, yeah, I mean that. What was that? Those are my friends from... SendMeAmmo.com Just go to their website, www.SendMeAmmo.com And sign up to get your ammo. You can make a one-time purchase, or you could sign up for monthly ammo deliveries like I get. What calibers do they have at SendMeAmmo.com? You can get 223, 380, 9mm, 40 cal, and 45 at SendMeAmmo.com. It's guaranteed ammo monthly. So I can get range and defense ammo? Yes, you can. So sign up now at SendMeAmmo.com. It's guaranteed ammo monthly. Uh, do these guys follow you around all day? Yeah, it's great in the carpool lane, but it's no fun in the bathroom. Sign up now at SendMeAmmo.com and use code ARMSROOM for 10% off your first monthly order. That's SendMeAmmo.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech 
a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. You're listening to Armstrong Radio, live from the Keltech Studios. Call the Armstrong Hotline right now, 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now, more Armstrong Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Keltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Hey, uh, good looking crowd, Earl. If they want to be a member of the audience here, what do they? They just email you, or they get yep. you on the old Twitter feed, or yep. They can send uh, us an email, radio at armsroom.com. They can send us a message on Facebook, facebook.com/armsroomradio, or they can send us a tweet on Twitter at armsroomradio for a request to be in the audience. And then Earl will hook you up there. Hey, listen, if you do want to join us, if you want to, you know, you got some questions you'd like to ask of the group. Uh, remember, we've already discussed the smell of foreign countries, so that one's out <laughs> for the day. Um, you can reach us at 407-774-8255. That's 407-774-TALK, T-A-L-K, which always, you know, amazes me. I didn't know that. So 407. Sense, it makes it. 774 <laughs> Eight two five five, and then listen. If you're if you're out of the metro Orlando area, you can use your cell phone, and that's included on your nationwide local calling plan. So yes, it is. So please, 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 if you got a question, give us a call, gentlemen. Uh, I know last week we talked about Texas. There was some good news coming out of Texas as far as open carry. Did you see? Uh, I guess continuing through the House and Senate, there uh, new new bill passed uh, as I guess become law in texas but it's uh i guess it's a bittersweet victory it's a it's a partial victory uh, it's and in fact some of the gun activists are not claiming it as a victory at all this is their campus carry bill uh, they have been shooting for uh, shooting for <laughs> <laughs> they have been aiming for they've been they've been <laughs> hoping the, and planning for the, their goal was their goal was to get a campus carry bill passed which they did they did uh, with uh, with some uh, disappointing. Uh, well, there's a, a there's a there's a condition. 
Yeah, yeah. The condition is that the president of that university can determine what buildings are permitted to have a firearm carried in it. None. So, so if yeah, well, no, well, no, 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 he won't. It won't be like that. It'll be okay. You can carry firearms in any building that doesn't have a door or a window, yeah. or, or a person in it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. or is made out of building materials. Yes. Fifty years to the day after America's mass college campus shooting took place. At University of Texas at Austin, a new law will take effect permitting students to carry guns to class at public's, public Texas colleges. Although the campus carry law represents a victory for gun advocates in the battle over allowing firearms on campus, the activists who push the bill see it as a defeat while gun control advocates are lauding the measure. Bill cleared the Texas legislature on Sunday. That would not be tomorrow. That would be last Sunday. And Republican Governor Greg Abbott intends to sign it into law. Under the legislation, students who are at least 21 years old and licensed to carry a concealed firearm will be permitted to bring their guns on campus. Okay, that's great. I believe that's all they were asking for, Mm -hmm. for those that can legally carry firearms to legally carry them on the campus. Yes. If I could carry it into uh, the supermarket, if I could carry it into the grocery store, if I could carry it into the mall, why can't I carry it in in here? Right. They They were only wanting the concealed weapon permit. Abilities to not end at the property line of the campus. Correct. This wasn't asking for uh, open carry on the campuses. Right. This this wasn't asking for anything, you know, we, weird and ridiculous that you just shake your head at. This was asking for the extension uh, of their concealed carry licenses uh, on campus. However, the bill's original version was amended to allow college presidents to set limits on which buildings students can bring guns into. That was enough to prompt Students for Concealed Carry, a lobbying group pushing to permit handguns on web ki- websites uh, to declare they've they've lost. Uh, now that the conference committee on the Texas Senate bill has given opponents of campus carry exactly what they wanted, complete local control over licensed concealed carry at Texas public ca- colleges, we at Students for Concealed Carry would appreciate if the bill's authors and sponsors would quit confusing the issue by claiming a victory for our side. Yeah, they, they, they. This is not what they wanted. Yeah. You know, they. I, 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 I guess there's some advantage that it got through, and perhaps it's will be easier to amend it later. Uh, you know, you can. I mean, maybe we can look at this as they got their foot in the door. Yeah, they got their foot in the door, but it's you know they got it. Uh, the, the door closed on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It hurts. Uh, I mean, they can amend the bill later. It's it's just as easy to Alec. You you want to? I mean, yeah. I mean, gall- gather your supporters. Look who's in office later on, and then you know, push for an amendment. Yep. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's easier to to get an amendment. I mean, because you still got to change the text. You got to deal with the opposition. You know, you've got something there, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're halfway there. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, it's it's not the perfect law. It's not what they, it's not what they wanted at all, but. Yeah, I mean, I've been involved with a little bit of lobbying in in my day with you know with from the legal side, from the law enforcement side. It's easier to change the law, I think, once it, it's a law it, than to, to create the new one. I don't know. I mean, not if, much. If, if, not if much. You're, if you're dealing with the same people who were opposed to the original language to begin with, they're not going to want the change. So right. you got to wait some time. You got to wait for for fresh blood to come in, and um, go from there. I mean, it's it's politics. Why we hate it. As much as we dislike it, we must give the devil his due. We got outplayed on every front, the group told the Houston Chronicle. We're not happy about it, but we can admit when we've lost. We don't need to hide behind a gutted bill to save face. We'll try again in 2017. 
Uh, NRA tried to frame the bill as a victory because it won't allow colleges to enforce a blanket prohibition of concealed carry on campus. Okay, so doors and windows prohibition. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, Uh, open carry in which a handgun is displayed openly in a holster will still not be permitted on the campus. So, you know, they they did not define uh, what a what the prohibition is. I don't think they're going to be able to say not on my college. They're going to have to spell ridiculousness out just like uh, like Kevin stated. They'll have to post a sign, no guns, on every building on the campus. Yeah. But that's a fairly easy thing to do. Right. And then then that's the kind of thing that, uh, you know, friends in Texas carry, their organization, Alan Gottlieb's organization, the Second Amendment Foundation, they'll be able to attack the same way they have what's going on in in D.C., what was going on in Carolina. That's going to be harder to do because this legislation – specifically spells out that the president of the university can do that. If the president of the universities all got together and had a little meeting and said, we're going to put that kind of sign in front of every building on every campus in Texas, and they did that, that's not unconstitutional. It's in the law that way. Uh, Does it completely usurp the whole purpose of the law? Yes, it does. Is the law written so that that capacity is available? Yes, it is. Can you go sue that they've invalidated the law? That's going to be a really hard one to prove because it's written that way on purpose by the legislature. It's discretionary. And if, if there's a uniform application, there's no equal protection violation. So that, that argument's out. And if they exercise their discretion and they comply with the law according to the interpretations by the court, then that's that. On the other hand, pro-gun control groups celebrated the passage of this amended bill. The bill that passed in Texas was a significantly watered-down version of the original, and the compromises gives universities broad discretion to keep their communities safe. By, oh, can you, can you, keep, keep their communities in greater yeah, danger. Can you tell? Yeah. Keep the safe. written this. Communities safe by deciding when and where it's appropriate to allow guns on campus. If at all. Said Erica Soto Lamb. Oh, Lamb. Can, can, we, <laughs> can we make this more... Uh, uh, a, a spokesman for the for the gun control group every town for gun safety. Yeah. That, oh, that's the crazy moms for everything against everything. Uh, given the political climate in Texas, this was a major victory for gun sense, and it's just the latest evidence of how we are changing the game. Wow. I mean, how is it possible they breathe with their head so far in the sand? I don't know how they are able to interpret uh, their, their statements the way they do. Uh, University Nothing Texas. bad has ever happened to them. <laughs> University of Texas, Austin, was uh, home to the nation's first mass campus shooting on August 1st, 1966, when a student and ex-Marine engaged in a 96-minute rifle shooting spree from the top of the campus's iconic clock tower, killing 16 and wounding 32. He'd have killed more if they hadn't been returning fire with hunting rifles holding him down so that he couldn't keep giving his head up. Here's the part that gets me. Former Navy Admiral William McRaven, Chancellor of the 15-campus University of Texas system, who is best known for leading the raid that killed Osama bin Laden. Yeah, I don't know about leading. I would have say maybe commanded the raid, maybe yeah. wrote the operations order. Leading the raid, to, it, to yeah. me, yeah. says was that, that was yeah. he, he was knocking pages? on the door first. Yeah. Was it 1,100 pages? Yeah, 1,100 pages, something like that. The... Uh, he had strongly voiced his opposition to the legislation and issued multiple warnings about its potential consequences. Allowing guns on campus has always proved wildly unpopular among faculty, campus police, and college administrators. Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, against faculty, campus police, and college administrators. How about college students that are unprotected? 
How about that? How about you, Admiral, have had somebody guarding you with a gun for the last 30 years of your professional career? How about that? While you had a firearm on you. While you had your own firearm issued to you, yes. Uh, how about that, Admiral McHead up my butt? That's just ridiculous. Uh, every town has lobbied against concealed carry on campus legislation in Texas and other states. The group says so far this year they forced, the bills to force colleges have failed in 13 to 18 states. No, no. What has happened is they've succeeded in five of 18 states. They haven't failed in 13 of 18. So uh, it, ridiculous. I, I can't believe that this admiral comes out and says this. This is this is a guy who stood around wearing a, you know, a, a, a white pristine uniform and having somebody else guarding him. And he says that uh, guns are bad. We can't let students have guns. Just it seems like most people advocating gun control, if you look at their lifestyle, they have armed guards somewhere. Oh, oh absolutely, yeah. Nobody should have guns except for me, the, the privileged you know, the privileged ones. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, the ones that could create tyranny if we wanted to. I, I've had lawyers tell me the same thing. Why are you worried about? We'll be exempt from that. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't like to think of myself as an elitist. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Celtics Tees. Remember to exercise. AM 660. Live from the Celtics Studios, it's Arms Room Radio with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. And you can connect with these guys right now. Call the Arms Room Radio hotline, 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Arms Room Radio is on the air live coast to coast from the Caltech Studios. Now, here's Mike. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Gentlemen, have a good break. Good oh, yes. break, good oh, break. Yes. Got some stretching in, some exercises done, mm-hmm. and take care of a little, a little physical therapy over here. Getting getting everything good. Got to stay in shape. 100, 180 pounds of radio <laughs> steel and sex appeal. Oh, sorry. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Uh, hey, on my right, my right-hand man, the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Ladies and gentlemen, his name is Earl. Dr. Corbin, approved memos. Good to be back. Good to be back. Sitting Turn it back at- on. What? Turn it back on. Oh, we got we got business to get to. This is the abbreviated version. Uh, at Ten o'clock position. He's moved a little. Is the uh, courtroom assassin, the legal ninja himself? Please welcome back Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Michael. And his left hand man, the samurai sidekick, Alec Weber. I still want Earl's music back. Talk to Corbin. Just a tease. (laughs) Just a tease. Hey, we did get a late question request in on the hotline for 60 seconds in the arms room. Uh, And Bruce, the answer is Raquel Welch. So (laughs) for for Bruce, the answer is Raquel Welch. Uh, Not not really knowing the question, but uh, it sounds like it's a pretty good answer. What star is accused of having removed two of her lower ribs in order to make her waist appear smaller? Oh, okay. Still, I think it's a pretty good answer. Pretty good answer, Raquel Welch. Gentlemen, did you uh, did, did you catch it? Been, been paying attention to what's going on in Baltimore? I know last week we uh, we skipped over Baltimore because we had enough of Baltimore, but I believe things have accumulated enough in Baltimore to talk about Baltimore some more. Is anybody curious on what city we're going to talk about? Uh, would it be Raquel Welch? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sorry, it's Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore. 
this 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 one gets me. This is a Baltimore police union chief says criminals empowered by riots. The criminals are empowered by riots. Murders in Baltimore have reached the highest level in 15 years. And president of the city's police union says it's due to criminals feeling emboldened following the riots that broke out over the death of criminal Freddie Gray last month. Uh, we've accomplished a lot of things over the last 10 to 15 years, and now we're going backwards because the criminals are empowered, said Lieutenant Gene Ryan, president of the Baltimore City's Fraternal Order Police. Criminal element is taking advantage of the crisis. They don't believe there's any recourse. Well, yeah. I mean... Do, yeah, do, what do they expect? Yeah, During the riots, the, the police did nothing. Space. The mayor told them not to do anything. Mm-hmm. The, you know, everybody stood back and said, just let them do their thing. They just... They just need to vent a little steam. They need some space. This is like you know the mother in the in the in the store mm-hmm. with the kid that's going nuts and kicking and knocking everything over, and she just goes, oh, "One of these days he'll, he'll stop yeah, in a minute. He'll, he'll stop. He just needs some hugs, you know. He needs a spanking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is this would be uh, two weeks ago uh, is is the information here, May 29th. So we're 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 you know eight ten days past that. On Thursday, two more people were found shot and killed in the city. The 37th and 38th homicides in May. Uh, highest mark for Baltimore since November 99. That spike in murders has coincided with a drastic decrease in arrests, which are down 56 compared with last year. Hmm. think the police is afraid to do nothing. Mm, let me tell you, the police, are not. it's not that they're afraid. There's no, there's no fear in their heart of dealing with the criminal uh, as far as... You know, can can I defeat the criminal myself uh, based on my training and experience? It's the, do I go up with the criminal, make an honest arrest, then have him complain police brutality, listen to the lawyers, and then everybody gets out here and stands on the street and complains that I arrested him because it was a riot, because it was black, because he's because for you, Freddie Gray. That That's the problem, that they're worried about the repercussions of the complaint. They're worried about... The, the lawsuits, they're worried about the civil action. The decline in arrests come weeks after six police officers were indicted last month in the deaths of Freddie Gray, who died April 19th in police custody from an alleged severe spinal injury. Gray's death sparked riots in late April and damaged businesses and injured dozens of police officers. Um, the mayor damaged police businesses and injured police officers. Mm-hmm. She is the one that told them not to do anything and just give them space. Uh, Lieutenant Ryan says that many officers are concerned that mistakes on the force could get them indicted, too. Officers are afraid of doing their job. They're more afraid of going to jail than getting shot and killed right now. It's it's getting crazy. It's this 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 town, this town of, of Baltimore is has is, is, is lost it. The the mayor has lost it. Did you see now the medical examiner says they have the cause of death, but they're not going to release it. What? what, what? Uh, of Freddie Gray. What, what? Yes. Yeah. We're not going to. We're not going to release the actual cause of death, even though you've indicted him, uh, Mrs. District Attorney. You've indicted him. You know, before this information has been released, uh, we're now we're not going to release it with, with uh, the legal well, the pending. We, we think that's going to have to be released eventually anyway uh, to substantiate said charges. Yeah, that's what I was going to say with Sorry. with these pending legal issues. Wouldn't that have to be released? For sure. But how long could they delay that, Alec? 15, well, in Florida, 15 days after the demand of discovery. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the rules. Right. Now, they will, they will, of course, go, 
Uh, no, we don't have it, so it's not in our possession, so we can't give it to you, and then you have to go to a motion to compel, and the judge or, goes... Or you just let them not disclose I, I'd it. I'd like and, uh, to see it, please, and then they'll go, well, no, Your Honor, we, we've decided we're not going to disclose it for fear that it might create more riots, which exactly. is the real reason why right, they're not right. going to disclose it. For for interest of, the interest of public safety, we're not releasing it. Right. And we're, then you'll find out something like, well, he had a failed fusion, yeah, and it's medical malpractice, and... The doctors very much don't want the surgeon's house to be firebombed because, you know, that's the guy that's responsible for this having happened. So, but that's not relevant no. because he was in police custody. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The, did you see that the White House now has, has, has come up with uh, a reason why there have been so many deaths in Baltimore? The White House has. The White House. The White House. What does the, what business does the White House have in analyzing that the, oh, the, the, the white the, house has all the business because all of our businesses are directly right. attributable to what the white house did for us the white house is the same business in, in this as they did in whitney, whitney houston's death as they did in <laughs> um in in uh the shooting in ferguson and trayvon martin they they have they he's, he's got a he's got a vested interest clearly in, in that and not have any interest in uh and uh, chris kyle's death or or, or any or any other Heroes of this country, um, the White House says it's because there's no there's not enough gun control in Baltimore, because of epic gun control failure. In fact, whoa whoa the, whoa whoa, back the truck up. Maryland's got one of the strictest sets of gun control laws in the nation. According to the White House, they have epic gun control failure, which proves the need for more gun control. I heard you like gun control, <laughs> so we put gun control in your gun control, so you have more gun control. They have the epic gun control failure has proved the need for more gun control. That so, makes my head hurt. It, it, yeah, it makes... My gun hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Better control it. Yeah, it. I need some gun control to control my gun because my gun is hurt. Yeah, so we're going to talk to you a little bit more about um, your your, uh, your commander-in-chief sticking his nose again where it doesn't need to go. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. Hey, how was your weekend? Great. I went to the range and I went shooting. Oh, man. I wish I could shoot as much as you. But, you know, I can't find a reliable ammo source that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. You should try. SendMeAmmo.com Um, what was that? You mean SendMeAmmo.com Yeah, yeah, I mean that. What was that? Those are my friends from SendMeAmmo.com Just go to their website, www.SendMeAmmo.com And sign up to get your ammo. You can make a one-time purchase, or you could sign up for monthly ammo deliveries like I get. What calibers do they have at SendMeAmmo.com? You can get 223, 380, 9mm, 40 cal, and 45 at SendMeAmmo.com. It's guaranteed ammo monthly. So I can get range and defense ammo? Yes, you can. So sign up now at SendMeAmmo.com. It's guaranteed ammo monthly. Uh, do these guys follow you around all day? Yeah, it's great in a carpool lane, but it's no fun in the bathroom. Sign up now at SendMeAmmo.com and use code ARMSROOM for 10% off your first monthly order. That's SendMeAmmo.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech. 
a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. This is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation. Performance. kel See the KSG in action at YouTube slash kel Weapons. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. Listening to Arms Room Radio live from the Kiltech Studios. Call the Arms Room Hotline right now. 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now more Arms Room Radio. Live coast to coast. With Mike and the guys in the Keltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Woo! the after. Hey, listen. We started talking about uh, Baltimore here. We got some great Baltimore information. You're gonna love this. This is gonna. This is great. The White House suggested the epic gun control failure in Baltimore proves the need for more gun control. Yeah, we had to. We had to. Our producer walk in during the break and said, "What did you say? I think you might have said that wrong." And we told it again, and you could see the little vein in his head start to throb. <laughs> we we lost the game because we didn't have enough defense in our defense. That's it. The the, the, the game. It's the game's fault. We had to play the game. We would. We never would have lost. That's right. Uh, we got a caller line one. David, what can we do for you today? Well, I have a question for you. In all the homicides that I ever had to uh, go out on, they were all reactive. In other words, proactivity never, in my years, prevented a homicide. So my point being is after the riots were over and the National Guard went back home, the urban savages went crazy. And in one month, killed 43 people in Baltimore, numerous people in Chicago, same in Philadelphia, ad infinitum uh, throughout the United States. So why are the police not saying, wait a minute, guys, going to a homicide is after the fact. So us not arresting people has nothing to do with 
these fine, young, upstanding individuals who are just misunderstood <laughs> creating mayhem. Am I missing something here? Yeah, listen, I agree with you that uh, responding to a homicide scene is, is a reactive thing, but uh, proactivity in police work uh, can... I, I do believe we'll keep the amount of homicides down. Um, well, the, the perfect I, example being branch that will stop that will stop your burglaries, your Seven Eleven knockoffs, sure, exactly, uh, your your lower level crimes. But Billy Bob wanting to shoot shoot uh, er, Earl uh, or or Larry Daryl and Daryl <laughs> isn't going to make a difference. Yeah, you know, this is I'm, this would be more of that uh, that opportunity crime. Yeah, you, you're, you're correct. I mean, if it's a directed crime and it's I'm I'm on the way to take out you know Larry Daryl and Daryl for what they did to my sister, then that that crime's going to be hard to stop. But that opportunity crime of I'm going to rob these people walking down the road and then when they resist, I'm going to pull the trigger. Um, that can be stopped by having active and proactive law enforcement and have them walking in the streets and have their visibility be known. So, yeah, I, I, David, I agree with you there. I mean, a lot of a lot of those crimes you you can't stop uh, as as far as the heat of passion crimes uh, or, or those directed crimes. But I think for the most part, a good proactive police force can stop that. And I, and I know we saw that with the result of Giuliani's work in NYPD in the in the 90s uh, in New York City. So. But uh, excellent call. Thank you for calling in, David. Uh, guys, we got. To, let me let me let me go over this with you. Uh, Breitbart News previously reported there were 26 shootings over Memorial Day in Baltimore, nine of which were fatal. This happened even though new draconian gun laws were put in place in Maryland in 2013. Kevin, you were telling us about some of those on the break. Yeah, it, you've got to surrender two spent cartridges that have to have been factory sealed in an envelope. Anytime you purchase a gun in the state of Maryland, you can expect to wait. I, I, in my One of my firearms purchases was in Maryland, and I think I waited four months to get the state to give me permission to purchase the firearm. Uh, and I, I was not infamous at the time. I, I didn't have, I mean, I was, yeah. I was a clean you slate. Were, you were just a dude. <laughs> I was a clean slate. Um, well, relatively. Um, <laughs> for Maryland. You know. Yeah, for Maryland. Yeah. Um, Nothing on it, it is uh, it is a very difficult system to get a firearm in. It's a very difficult system to get a firearm in. Um, I can't imagine how you could restrict the access to firearms in Maryland anymore and expect it to have any impact. People who are doing these crimes are not using legally purchased firearms. So imposing more laws that restrict the access to firearms is it going to have any impact on the people that are pulling these triggers at all? They didn't get permission to own these firearms in the first place. Criminals don't use their legally obtained firearms to commit crimes. It just doesn't happen that way. You, they go buy a gun illegally, and they use that gun to commit a crime with because they want the guy they got the gun from to be ball, held responsible for the crime, not themselves. Right, or they'll steal the firearm. Yeah, and, then, and then they can drop it, and the poor guy that got it stolen from, he's the one that's going to get arrested because he, he, you know, and this is the part that bothers me about the way a lot of the laws and firearms work. If you didn't know your gun was stolen, you're responsible for the crime that was committed with it. It's just ridiculous. The L.A. Times reported that then-Maryland Governor Martin O'Malley signed a law banning 40 five types of assault weapons. I know that uh, that was something we dealt with at the arms room. We had to deal mm-hmm. with Maryland and Maryland's new law for assault weapons, and the, it was it was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous, some of the laws that they put in place, like 
you could have the M4 rifle, but you couldn't have the notch in the barrel to put the grenade launcher. Because of the you know the mass yeah, like what grenade launchings that go on mm-hmm. uh, around the nation, having a, too many drive-by grenadings. Yes, too many drive-by grenadings. You know, I, I've had a an M4. I've had a 203. A grenade launcher for an for an M4. A, a class three destructive device. Yep. You know how easy it is to get grenades for that? That would be let's see, impossible. That would be the word you yeah. would use. Yes, yeah. It'd yeah. be impossible. Yeah, it's uh, it's really just. A decoration for your firearm. There's right. You, it, it's, it's, it looks period correct, but it, yes. it's not, yeah. you don't, it doesn't do anything. Yeah. Uh, the number of bullets allowed in the magazines and uh, requiring handgun buyers to undergo safety training and submit fingerprints to obtain a license. Uh, the result, May 2015, has been the deadliest month in Baltimore since December 1999. Now, uh, go ahead. Yes, these sir. firearms yes, were used in crimes. Yes, sir. They picked up the shell casings. Go compare them to shell casings in your database. What do you want to bet? There's not one matching shell casing. Oh, absolutely not. They're not using legally owned firearms to commit these crimes. Nobody is going into the their local gun store and saying, and I know you, you just said this. Nobody is going into the gun store and saying, I would like to purchase this this Caltech PMR30, sir. Um, here is my driver's license and my fingerprints. I will wait four months for, for for the approval to come through, and then I will take possession of the firearm and hence go outside and shoot that guy on the corner for looking at me. <laughs> it's not what's going on, you know? Not at all. <laughs> you sure? Well, I'm sure the guy on the street corner is being shot for giving dirty looks. Hey, that guy's got four not, more not months of talking smack now. <laughs> He's out there looking all kinds of crazy at craziest, craziest things I've ever seen. On May 26th, White House Press Secretary Josh Ernest responded to a question about violence in Baltimore and other cities by pointing to entrenched problems. Entrenched? Entrenched problems? What? He then added, is that the sewer system? Entrenched problems? Um, septic problems. Septic problems. That's World War I that's, that's, that's right, entrenchment. Uh, he then added, and obviously there's some common sense things that we can do. Certainly, passage of some gun safety laws in Congress that could keep guns out of the hands of criminals would be one thing that we could do to try and limit the violence. <sighs> That's just... You know who said it this week? Vince Vaughn. Actor Vince Vaughn. In fact, I've, I've, I've got it right here. Banning guns is like banning forks in an attempt to stop making people fat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. And he said it in that Vince this Vaughn is, voice. This is... Yeah. Is attributable to saying, you know what, gun violence is draw, brought about directly from the number of hot dogs people eat. Yeah. If they would not eat so many hot dogs, then there wouldn't be any gun violence. If we ban pencils, will that eliminate misspelled words? No, because no, they're still they're keyboards. Still keyboard. <laughs> <Jinx>. <laughs> <out of> my head. <laughs> Those guys work together too much. <laughs> uh, this from the White House. In other words, more gun control is needed. To address the failures of gun control. The only gun control that's going to solve the problem of violence in Baltimore is the kind that's in the hands of the person getting attacked so that he has proper trigger control and shot placement. That's the only gun control that's going to stop this. Gun, gun control, and I don't I don't know why they can't get this through their head. The only thing that's going, Wayne LaPierre, the only thing good that's going to gun. stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. And guess what? That's not just the police. No. Okay. The the police are the good guys with guns, but you know who else are the good guys with the guns? Us. Everyone else mm-hmm. that it's is not under the umbrella of the U.S. Constitution and the Second Amendment. Yeah, see, the thing that you don't see in this story is they found the person on the ground 
with a bullet hole in them. They don't tell you. They also found a firearm next to this person that had three rounds fired out of it. And when they checked this person's background, they had a habit of being guilty of armed robberies. So they tried it. Somebody defended themselves and elected not to mention to the police, by the way, this guy that I just shot tried to rob me and my wife, and so I shot him first. And we decided we'd leave rather than get arrested. You know, now, that's one of the things we talk about in you know the aftermath of a shooting. If you don't tell and they catch you, you're in deeper trouble than you would have been if you told. Mm-hmm. But I understand the logic by just leaving. You just, you know what, nobody knows this has happened. I'm just leaving. I don't want to deal with the hassle. I get it. I do. I get it. We don't see that side of the statistics. We don't know what the the background of the person that's on the ground shot is. We don't know if they're truly a victim or they were an aggressor who happened to come out on the short end of the stick. They have poor aim. <laughs> it's worth noting that in Chicago, another bastion of epic gun control failure. Upwards of 55 people were shot over Memorial Day weekend, 12 of them fatally. Uh, news reported that Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel responded to the violence by pushing for more gun control. More gun control. These people are out of their minds. Hey, you know what? We got a DUI problem. We're banning cars. Let's get rid of them. Let's get rid of the cars. If we don't have cars, we can't have any more DUIs. We're going to have no more personal responsibility whatsoever. I've seen somebody arrested in Osceola for driving a horse drunk. I've I've arrested (laughs) a guy for that. It wasn't me, though. Uh, You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. This is the original. The Keltech P3AT. With six game-changing innovations, it's the lightest 380 auto pistol ever made. Others may look like it, but in the one millionth of a second it takes for innovation to ignite performance, it turned competitors into copycats. Innovation. Performance. Keltech. See the P3AT in action at YouTube slash Weapons. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Hey, how was your weekend? Great. I went to the range and I went shooting. Oh, man. I wish I could shoot as much as you. But, you know, I can't find a reliable ammo source that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. You should try. SendMeAmmo.com Um, what was that? You mean SendMeAmmo.com Yeah, yeah, I mean that. What was that? Those are my friends from SendMeAmmo.com Just go to their website, www.SendMeAmmo.com And sign up to get your ammo. You can make a one-time purchase, or you could sign up for monthly ammo deliveries 
like I get. What calibers do they have at SendMeAmmo.com? You can get 223, 380, 9 mil, 40 cal, and 45 at SendMeAmmo.com. It's guaranteed ammo monthly. So I can get range and defense ammo? Yes, you can. So sign up now at SendMeAmmo.com. It's guaranteed ammo monthly. Uh, do these guys follow you around all day? Yeah, it's great in a carpool lane, but it's no fun in the bathroom. Sign up now at SendMeAmmo.com and use code ARMSROOM for 10% off your first monthly order. That's SendMeAmmo.com. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an Arms Room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the Arms Room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your Arms Room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop ArmsRoom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's ArmsRoom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. You're listening to Armstrong Radio, live from the Keltec Studios. Call the Armstrong Hotline right now, 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now, more Armstrong Radio, live coast to coast. With Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. The Fallen, the Fallen Hero, Hero segment. segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Army Specialist Michael B. Cook Jr. died June 6, 2011, serving during Operation New Dawn. Cook, 27, of Middleton, Ohio, was assigned to 1st Battalion, 7th Field Artillery Regiment, 2nd Heavy Brigade Combat Team, 1st Infantry Division, Fort Riley, Kansas. He died of wounds sustained when enemy forces attacked his unit with indirect fire in Baghdad. Cook graduated from Salem High School in 2003. Monday, the day of the attack, was Cook's 27th birthday. He is survived by wife and two young children in Kansas. Cook's parents and two siblings also live in Salem. New Hampshire Governor John Lynch issued a statement thanking Cook for his service and extending condolences to his family. Lynch called Cook a hero to all of us. The attack was the largest single-day loss of life for U.S. forces in Iraq in the previous two years. Thank you, Specialist Michael B. Cook. You are not forgotten. you'd like to get a hold of Max Law Orlando, we've got a couple of different ways that you can do it. Uh, you can give us a call at the office, 407-480-2179. You can uh, reach us on our website, maxlaworlando.com. You can reach us on Twitter, at MaxLaw. Or you can reach us on Facebook, facebook.com slash downtownattorneys. And welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Thank you, Alec. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Did he get the numbers right, Kevin? Yes, Michael. He got the numbers. He right. got the numbers right. <laughs> yes, he got the numbers <laughs> right. Announcing voice. <laughs> uh, hey, listen. We uh, I mentioned Vince Vaughn last segment. Uh, yes. You know, with his statement, uh, banning guns is like banning forks in an attempt to stop <laughs> making people fat. I'm uh, gonna try that at my house. <laughs> <laughs> They'll break out spoons. Oh, boy, we're gonna break out uh, feeding bags. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's it. Just put it in a bag and walk around all day and just keep eating that way, right? What do you eat? 
Uh, oats. What do you eat? I don't eat oats out of a bag. <laughs> <laughs> you don't eat oats out of your bag on your farm? No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> I don't uh, like the weevils. <laughs> you know what they say about the weevils? Weevils wobble, but, but they, they don't, don't fall down. down. No. Yes. If there are two weevils and one is bigger than the other, which one would you pick? I would pick the bigger one. No, you always to choose the lesser of two weevils <laughs> in the service. <laughs> are we good? Are we good? Are we good? Sadly, I knew that was coming. Uh, Vince Vaughn had a few thoughts on guns in America, most baffling of which is that there aren't nearly enough of them, uh, according to the British <laughs> my version brother. of GQ. <laughs> he can come hang out at my house anytime yeah. he wants. Yes. Uh, the uh, you know, and I don't want to get into Vince Vaughn's thing. You know, if you want, if you want to read Vince Vaughn's uh, article, uh, it's it's a great article. Remember that it was written by the British version of GQ, so their their skew on it is that um, you know he's a, he's dumb, a crazy he's, American. He's, he's a crazy American. Yeah. He's a dumb hick. So yeah, well, so. if you know this dumb hick and you want to tell him to call us, tell him to call us because. We're, we we, we got a T-shirt for him. Here. Yeah, we got. Well, well, no, he no, has no, to announce no, himself no, no, first. No. He's got to no. announce ahead of time. I'll, I'll, I'm going to donate a T-shirt. Oh, I'll okay. Donate, I'll donate, donate a T-shirt. Okay. What I'm All wearing? Right. I'll give him this one. Yeah, you know what? I Please think don't. under the FCC T-shirt Act 2005, the only free T-shirt you can give without being pre-announced is a used shirt. So I think we're good there. <laughs> I'll have to check with counsel. So. Yeah, uh, we actually have a spare shirt for Kevin, just in case. Just, just in case. Just in case. I keep, you know, my car is very much like the guy in. It's, I have a suit of clothes hidden in my car just for a case of court emergencies. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, here's some here's some uh, celebrities that are uh, pro gun. You, you you've heard a lot of the the anti gun the 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 uh, oh yeah they're all over the place the, the, the nut job ones and um, well to be uh, fair, they're, they're just misguided. For the they're not nuts. They're nut they jobs. just don't they're know the wack, truth. Wackadoos. They are they're with without uh, without guidance. Yes, they are misinformed. They're not stupid. They're just yeah. ignorant. And I have guidance in, in the form of an ICBM wall-to-wall no. counseling to give them. <laughs> so, and I'm going to smack your head to this wall. I'm going to smack your head to this wall. Exactly. Yeah, I get it. The Sign this form first. ISIS Reception Center. I, I, yeah, I've actually gotten to the point where, uh, I don't know about you guys, but new movie comes out, and uh, it's got one of these, uh, these, these anti-gun stars in it. I just... I won't give them any money. No. I'm not saying I'll never watch the movie. Uh, you know, if the movie it's comes out. It's going to have to be free. Yeah, it's going to have to come on, like, USA Network. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have to be four years down the road because I'm not I'm not giving them a dime. Uh, and I think, uh, who was the last one? Liam Neeson. Yes. Just just took the brunt of that. Mm-hmm. String of hit movies here in the, in the United States. He's in a farm in a lot of them. Yes. Most that's, of them. Like every one of them. That's the hypocritical part that you uh, Americans don't like. You know, perhaps old Liam didn't understand that. You know, he's he's making his money with these firearms, and then he comes out and says they're they're bad. They shouldn't use them. Americans are crazy. They're hicks. They don't know what they're doing. And then his next movie came out and made like eight dollars. It was yeah. it was ridiculous. It was another one of them taken movies. Would you like to rephrase the answer you just gave me, <laughs> yeah. sir? Yeah. So, uh, you know who did learn the lesson? Remember Jim Carrey mm-hmm. came out against guns. And then he had a movie come out. And it, another bomb. And it was a, understand, that it was a decent movie. I haven't which, seen it. Which one was it? I don't recall which one it was because I didn't see it. Yeah, I'm the same Cause, way. Because he came to, out he's, and he's said, my radar. nay, nay right. for the firearm. And, and after that movie died, he came back out and said, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, I love Americans, and you're my neighbors, and the Second Amendment's great. And uh, and he uh, he 
was welcome back on top. Yeah, I don't know about on top, but uh, not on the bottom. That's for sure. Uh, okay, his, we, his movies are hit and miss anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ha ha ha! That's a gun thing. Yeah, hit and miss. That's funny. That's funny. We all he know the likes do it on purpose. Clint Eastwood and Chuck Norris. We know about Ted Nugent and Gary Busey. But here's some that you probably don't know about or may not know about that are pro gun celebrities. Brad Pitt. Did you know Brad Pitt? Mm-mm. I did. Brad Pitt. Now, and uh, how do you think that goes in the household there? Because he's married to his wife, uh, Angel- that's it, that's Angelina he Jolie. Should, he should be married to his wife. He should be married to his wife. Well, evidently, both of them yes. are, are, goes are over very well. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Ardent exactly. uh, supporters of guns and gun rights. I always wondered why Earl, Earl had a weird fascination with Brad Pitt. Hey, hey, there's hey, a lot hey. of reasons for that. Because <laughs> Brad carries a 45. Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> Uh, in fact, uh, the Brad Pitt actually built a four. Well, I mean, I'm sure he employed people to right. do it. Um, a four hundred thousand dollar shooting range in their home or on their property, so him and his wife can continue to. Mr. Uh, and Mrs. Mr. Smith. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Angelina said she actually uh, she bought the original real guns of the type they used in Tomb Raider for the security. Mm-hmm. That's the type of gun she has. Yeah, those were Desert Eagles. Right, I was going to say, those were Desert Eagles. Were, no, they were, no, they were. I, 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 I believe they were SIGs, were they not? No, they were H&Ks. H&Ks? H&Ks, okay. All I right. like the mag change system she had. Oh, yeah, that yeah, was cool. That was cool. Drops down out of the back of the uh, of uh, her backpack. The back of her back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the back of her back. <laughs> back. The backpack. Here's one that floored me, Steven Spielberg. Hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah he's, I can he's, see he's, that. He, well, he comes out a lot as the, the liberal. He's the supporter in, in a lot of things, but, but he evidently... He he's in a, he's a man in possession of an arsenal that would make Ted Nugent proud is is the quote. Well, you know he did Schindler's List, right? He probably understands the um, concept of a government gone amok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What uh, what what it means to stand up against tyranny? So that's uh, that's one. Um, let's see here. Who else we got? Shia LaBeouf. I don't know if I want him to have a gun. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking exactly the same thing. thing. Yeah, I, thinking, I don't know if I want Shia LaBeouf to have a gun he, or not. He, 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 he and I have to stay in a room. But remember, it is his right. To, it to, is his right, but yeah. he, would, he would be the guy standing in Chipotle with the with the AR strap. Yeah, right. yeah. I'd like to have a long two-hour conversation with him over a cup of coffee. I'd just make sure everything's okay. Johnny Depp. I didn't know this one because Johnny Depp is a uh, one of those guys that uh, moved away during the Bush administration yeah, but, and said, but, uh, you know, he it's a Queen Anne pistol. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Queen Anne pistol. Well, why are all the guns gone? True. Probably two of them. Uh, another one that would, would have surprised me, uh, Eric Clapton. He's a he's a he's a pro gun guy. I guess uh, when he comes to the states, he's a he's a there's guns in his household and uh, and even back in England he has become uh, quite the purveyor of English-made firearms. According to the Internet's Angelina Jolie in Tomb Raider used a USP. USP, HK, USP. HK, USP. Yep, yep. Ding, 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 uh, ding. Sean Penn. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I know. I've, <laughs> se- I've actually seen photographs of him carrying children in relief while toting uh, Remington A-70. Yep. <laughs> it's like, you know what? Uh, you're not going to rob this house mm-hmm. while I'm moving these kids around. Whoopi Goldberg is a card-carrying member of the NRA. Really? I yeah. mean, wow. I, just, yeah. I would have that, never guessed that, that. That is a bit of a surprise. Yeah. yeah. Sister uh, act. A couple other ones. Uh, Robert De Niro. That's not a big guess there. Big leap. Uh, and we'll, we'll give you a couple more when we get back, and then we got some regular business to get back to. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. 
how was your weekend? Great. I went to the range and I went shooting. Oh, man. I wish I could shoot as much as you. But, you know, I can't find a reliable ammo source that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. You should try. SendMeAmmo.com Um, what was that? You mean SendMeAmmo.com Yeah, yeah, I mean that. What was that? Those are my friends from SendMeAmmo.com Just go to their website, www.SendMeAmmo.com And sign up to get your ammo. You can make a one-time purchase, or you could sign up for monthly ammo deliveries like I get. What calibers do they have at SendMeAmmo.com You can get 223, 380, 9mm, 40 cal, and 45 at SendMeAmmo.com It's guaranteed ammo monthly. So I can get range and defense ammo? Yes, you can. So sign up now at SendMeAmmo.com It's guaranteed ammo monthly. Uh, Do these guys follow you around all day? Yeah, it's great in the carpool lane, but it's no fun in the bathroom. Sign up now at SendMeAmmo.com and use code ARMSROOM for 10% off your first monthly order. That's SendMeAmmo.com. This is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See the KSG in action at YouTube slash Keltec Weapons. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off off. You're listening to Armstrong Radio, live from the Keltech Studios. Call the Armstrong Hotline right now, 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now, more Armstrong Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Keltech Studios. Another good show, guys. Coming up to the last segment here. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Already? Yeah, yeah, listen, listen. There's always time for one last call if you're listening across the country. 407 774 8255. That's 407 774 TALK. Or just keep throwing them at it. Keep throwing them at us on the old Twittergram, and we'll read them off of there. Yep. We, we, we'll, we'll copy your. Or we'll, 
we'll, we'll give your questions off from uh, from our news feed there. Uh, hey, we uh, we ended with Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg as a celebrity yeah, that's big pro surprise gun. there. Uh, little quote here, or a little little bit of info. Uh, on an episode of The View, when well-known libertarian John Stossel was the guest, Goldberg mentioned that she's a card-carrying member of the NRA. Uh, there's never much there's never much of a shock associated with hearing Goldberg's political affiliations, though she's not a right winger. She's astonishingly retrograde on some issues. So the NRA admission belongs top a pile of other of her political quirks. But Whoopi Goldberg, hmm. she's an individual. She's yeah. an individual. Yeah. Uh, Bobby De Niro. Hey, Robert De Niro. Yeah. You talking to me? Hey, you talking to you talking to me? You talking to me? Talking to you? You talking to me? Robert De Niro hasn't made any pro-gun statements. In fact, in 2012, he said, "I think one thing that there should be is some regulation of guns." Oh, yeah, no problem with some. The taxi driver was one of the most yeah. subtle gun control laws ever, or gun control movies ever made. Yeah, uh, he does have a permit, and he's allowed to carry a concealed weapon in New York City. Uh, and, and here you go. Here's a slap at NYPD. Those licenses, according to multiple reports, are fairly difficult to obtain, and the NYPD requires that an applicant prove he or she carries large amounts of cash, has been threatened, or needs the gun for security work. Those who have failed to be approved accuse the NYPD of a lack of transparency around the selection process and suggest that the rich and powerful are able to bypass the system. Others, others in possession of the license include Howard Stern, Donald Trump, and Harvey Keitel, Making the taxi driver circle complete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to mess with those guys. No, no, no. Joe Pesci, he doesn't carry a gun. No, he got a bat. Yeah, he's got a bat. He's got, his bat might carry a gun, but he, he <laughs> carry... <laughs> his guns his guns got a bat. Yeah. Bruce Willis, I think we would have guessed that one, right? But it's nice to see a guy that actually uses hey, firearms. Hey, hey, I carried a gun when my kids looked like that too. Yeah, yeah. It's it's nice to see a guy that uses firearms in movies and in the TV work and then doesn't come out and He doesn't want to go to hell for hypocrisy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Other things. Okay. Hypocrisy. No. Here's one that uh might might stun you. James Earl Jones. What? Yeah, the voice of uh Wow, he's not carrying CNN. a sword. That, well, <laughs> he's not carrying a lightsaber. lightsaber. Yeah, I figured lightsaber <laughs> for sure. Uh, there's a little confusion around what precisely James Earl Jones, iconic voice of both Darth Vader and CNN, and one of the most accomplished and revered actors of stage and screen, has said pro-gun-wise. Conservative sites often quote Jones as stating, the world is filled with violence because criminals carry guns. We decent, law-abiding citizens should also have guns. Otherwise, they will win, and the decent people will lose. Exactly. That's, that's that's all I have to say about that. That's pretty much it, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, A.K.A., if we don't have guns, we will succumb to the dark side. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> CNN, right? Yeah, yeah. CNN's the dark side. Leave it to Alec to spin it towards Star Wars. Uh, Jones is on record as a member of the NRA. And, in fact, he stated, I am a member of the National Rifle National Rifle Association, but not a political member. I just throw the political mail from the NRA into the garbage. Uh, Charlton Heston campaigns on behalf of the NRA. He says, here I stand when it comes to firearms. So, yeah, listen, I like everybody else, when, when it all comes in the mail, you know, for uh, election time, mm-hmm. uh, it's just, uh, it goes in the bottom of the chicken coop. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's all, it's all, well, it's soft landing for the eggs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. For the ones that, ones that fall off there. 
So, just because their words are full of thin air. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, let's see. The other ones, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that uh, are pro. I haven't finished the list. Um, we know uh, uh, Tom Selleck, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, outspoken. <laughs> Again, his mustache a has a fire 45 guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's, well, I mean, when you're... Magnum Quigley and uh, the commissioner of the NYPD. You, you know, I saw an interview he gave when he right before Quigley Down Under came out, and he goes, "Well, you know, I did all my own stunts uh, except for some of the things that they wouldn't let me do, but I did all the shooting." And and it didn't dawn on me till I saw the movie exactly how tongue in cheek that was. You know, iron sights, nine hundred yards. You know, three inch group. Yeah, I did that. I did, yeah. yeah. I can't sure, see that far. Yeah, yeah. they were shooting the old 45-180, you know. Or yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. It, it's a it's a rather substantial metallic cartridge. Yeah, yeah. I think the gun weighs 35 pounds or something. They're yeah. they're they're pretty uh they're pretty intent on what they were doing doing there. Hey, uh, quickly, uh, Alec, I wanted to talk to you about what has gone on out in Washington State with the Second Amendment Foundation, our friends with that uh, incredible organization, uh, Second Amendment Foundation. This would have been uh, Friday, I believe, filed notice of appeal in their challenge of Initiative 594. If you recall, 594, the uh, I-594 initiative out there is the, the one that basically turns you into a criminal. If I, if, I, if. if I hand the firearm for you, oh, cool, Mike, can I see that? And I put it in your hand, I've now transferred the firearm and I've become a felon. Or right. no, one time's a misdemeanor, right. two times a felon. So you, if I show it you, to you, then or I'm a felon. You as in handing it to him or handing it to him or Alec? In taking it from you. Yes. We both. Yes. Okay. We both. Yeah, yeah. You both. You both, you both become <laughs> and, and watch, wow. watch. They call that two because he did one and you did one and it's the same gun. So that made you both felons. Right, and there's conspiracy right. charges there. That's just like because I asked you and you said yes. Add them all up. What the heck? Initiative five nine four in which a district court judge in Tacoma dismissed without prejudice last month on the grounds that the Second Amendment Foundation and its co-plaintiffs lack standing because none of them have so far criminally been criminally cited or prosecuted under the new law. Okay, Alec, my, my questions for you sure. is um, what does it mean when uh, it, it prejudice, when it says dismissed without prejudice and then it says uh, lack of standing? I guess if we two answers. Two. Yeah. Uh, without prejudice means they can refile, meaning it's not, it's not a done deal. Okay. Uh, it's been dismissed, fix your errors, refile. And the error is lack of standing according to the court. And standing means you have to have a dog in the fight. I can't jump into a lawsuit between you and Earl for our car accident and claim damages because I wasn't a part of that. So you basically have to have some sort of damage, some sort of link to the lawsuit to be able to intervene in the lawsuit. Okay. The request for the review of the ruling by federal district judge Benjamin H. Settle is being made to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals in San Francisco. Uh, Second Amendment Foundation is joined in this lawsuit by, and this is probably has to help with the standing, I'm guessing, uh, by Northwest School of Safety, the Puget Sound Security Incorporation, the Pacific Northwest Association of Investigators Incorporated, the Firearms Academy of Seattle Incorporated, Daryl Lee, G. Del Real, Joe Waldron, Gene Hoffman, Andrew Gottlieb, Alan Gottlieb, and the Gottlieb Family Revocable Living Trust. Lawsuit challenges the constitutionality of several tenants of the 18-page gun control measure passed by voters in November. So I'm guessing all of those people have been named because they would have. They I mean, would, I, mean I would have meant, Well, they would have been injured in some form or fashion. But what they're saying here is there needs to be criminal prosecution to have standing. That's what the court. That's that what the court is saying. Right. The court that dismissed this is saying. Right. 
We believe an appeal will result in the case being remanded for full hearing because these are serious issues at stake, said Second Amendment founder and Executive Vice President Alan Gottlieb. Citizens should not have to actually be criminally prosecuted in order to challenge the constitutionality of a poorly written law. And, and that's uh, Mr. Gottlieb's direction there is is pretty precise. What the court is telling you is very much like our, our favorite mayor Unless you're actually in the process of being raped, you can't show a need. You can't show a need to go argue against this law unless you're actually being prosecuted for having broken it. Well, the fact that the law is misplaced is usually enough grounds for anybody that could be exposed to the criminal sanction to have standing. What, and that's probably the way they've now argued it is, Instead of it being the Second Amendment Foundation, which can't be prosecuted, it, it can't commit a criminal act. Right, right. Uh, un, under this, yeah. under this, but Mr. Gottlieb or his family trust could, in fact, be the victim of a, a malicious prosecution for the violation. As trustee, he gives a firearm to himself. As an individual, now he could be prosecuted for both the giver and the receiver of that firearm. It's, uh, it's, it's great. It's a great way to create a plaintiff in that lawsuit. The owners, I'm sure these are the names. You've got the training academy here, and then you've got the owners of the training academy. They can't give firearms to the students to train because that's in violation of this law. Right. So, and, But the argument is, so what? You haven't been prosecuted. You can't challenge us. Sure. But it's damaging me because I can't make money. I can't make money. I, I won't, so I won't here's my damages. Because I don't want to be charged with breaking the law. But you can't. File. But it's not a civil law; it's a criminal. Law. It's a criminal law. I don't want to be charged with breaking the law, so I'm not going to do it. But I want I want to file this lawsuit. Well, no, you have broken the law. Well, yeah, I don't want to break the law. I want you to review the law. Yeah, and it's the it's a little catch twenty two thing going on up there. Big old loop de loop. Go go break the law, and then you have standing to challenge the law. But in the meantime, you might also be going to prison. Yeah. All right. So I understand they don't want they don't want to break the law to become the. Uh, the, the 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 poster boy for this. The, the yeah. class representative is the word you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck to you, Alan, and his organization. Um, we're, in fact, we'll be trying to get uh, Alan back on in the next couple of weeks. Uh, well, gentlemen, that's about it. We're wrapping up a show here. Uh, thank you all for joining today. Uh, it's been a, it's been an excellent show, and uh, we will see everybody back here next weekend from three to five p.m. Eastern time, and uh, wherever you might be listening to us, everywhere else. Please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready, and if you are ready, stay ready. Sendmeano.com. Sendmeano.com.